Welcome everyone to this week's You're Talented, You've Got My Attention. I am Ingram E.S., your host, and throughout this episode, for the next few weeks, we are going to take you on a ride down memory lane in pursuit of a dream. And as we so journey down this lane, I will share not only some of my dreams, but my hopes and fears as well. As I began my early stages of chasing a dream to be more than just another wannabe artist, but one who had every intentions to be a gonna-be artist, well, at least that was the plan. Someday. It was about mid-summer in 1971, and I was 16 years of age at the time. I could remember my big sister and her girlfriend who came to me to ask if I wanted to be in their singing group that they were trying to get started. Now at this time, I was very much so a tomboy, and all I wanted to do in my spare time was play some kind of ball, uh, any kind of game that involved it, some sports or, you know, just playing with uh, other friends in my neighborhood. Not to mention that this came out of nowhere to me because I didn't even know my sister knew that I could sing. And if I could sing even in a group or wanted to sing in a group. So this is really, so this really took me by surprise. I guess she had caught me at some point off guard singing perhaps in in the house or maybe in the privacy of my um while I was taking a shower, you know, like most of us do, right? But I never thought anyone was was ever listening to me or even took me seriously. But it didn't take me long to give her an answer. And I believe shortly thereafter, we started started rehearsing on our group, you know, three, four times, you know, throughout the week. We rehearsed after school, during the weekends, singing some of the most popular songs that were played on the radio at that time. One of those songs that pops out in my mind that we rehearsed over and over and over again, and that song was Rock the Boat. I don't know if any of you remember that song, but it was a popular tune at that time. But for some reason, my sister and her friend thought that that was a cool song to do at the time. I remember by the end of that summer, we had to go back to school that fall. And for some reason that I can't recall right now, but I do remember, you know, we were no longer meeting for rehearsals. And to this day, I never understood what happened to us or the group. Yeah, it was very short-lived, I must say. And I never brought it up again after that. So the following year, uh, when I was in uh, my sophomore year, I believe it was, at school, I remember they had a black student unions group. And this group would put on special events, um, organize social activities and whatnot for the students on the, uh, on the campus. And I remember one time they had a fashion show that they were putting on, and they wanted you know, artists to perform at this fashion show during halftime. 
Yeah, so this group was looking for anybody who wanted to sing at the fashion show during halftime. And that would allow the models to, you know, regroup and change clothes or whatever for the second half. So, yeah, I volunteered to to sing. And I, at that time, had a partner that I was going to do a duet with. And so um, when we were... We rehearsed, you know, afterwards at, at home and, and um, in our spare time, me and this young man. And we were going to do, I believe it was saw a duet by Roberta Flack and Donnie Hathaway. And so I was really excited about performing this show. And, of course, this was my first real live, you know, performance that I had ever done. I think I was about 17 or so at the time. And I... um I really liked my partner who had an awesome voice. This guy could sing like nobody's business. He was so talented. And so I, you know, rehearsed with him after school leading up to this event. And then I remember the day of the event when we had the fashion show and it was going so well and my partner never showed up. This guy never showed up. So he left me hanging at the last minute. I had the choice to either, you know, bow out and just say, no, guys, I can't do this because my partner's not here or, you know, sing something else. And so, of course, I took the latter and I said, well, listen, but I knew I had to sing with the soundtrack because I hadn't did any rehearsing. So I chose one of Rita Franklin's songs and I sung her song and um, and I'll be a fool for you. I think that's what the song was. And oh my God, when I sung that song, naturally, like I said, I was lip syncing, but I really sung over her voice because I really just wanted to use the music, right? And I really got into it. My heart was into the lyrics. I delivered the song as best I could and scared and nervous and all that was all a part of it. But in the end, man, I got a standing ovation. Yes, definitely. You know, that had to be an Angelina moment. I had to put that in there. But yeah, I got a standing ovation. And to be honest with you, um, my heart was just melted. I didn't even know how to react after that. But needless to say, it was the start of a whole new journey for me and that's when I truly started to pursue my music I was even in the paper the next day they had my picture front and center I was so embarrassed but I was I was pleased you know um and um it's something that I'll never forget you know but yeah I sung for the first time at my high school fashion show and got a standing ovation Thank you, Jesus. We're going to take a break at this time and we will come back on the other side to share some more amazing stories with you. So stay tuned. All right. We'll be right back. Thank you for staying with us. Again, this is Your Talented. My name is Ingram E.S. And after I graduated in 1975, I felt pretty good about pursuing my singing after being so well received at the school from my peers in the fashion show. So I began to follow other singers 
who were either in the band or starting up bands and groups around town. One night when I was at home, you know, my big sister approached me again. She told me that she had a friend that she knew who was looking for a female singer to be a part of his group. Now, once again, my sister surprised me, you know, but I was grateful and appreciative that she was mindful or thoughtful enough to consider me. This really took me by surprise because once again, I never knew my sister thought that much of me and my talent to even consider me uh, about trying out for this group or any other gigs that would come up around town because she's always sent such mixed messages to me about my talent. I never knew, you know, what was going on. Um, Anyhow, I did end up meeting with the manager who was creating this new girls group. It It was myself and four other women. However, unfortunately, this group didn't last very much longer either. It it really didn't. The manager wasn't on the up and up, and he wasn't properly representing us. So we tried to maintain the group on our own. Within about six months or so, different ones started to, you know, to drop out. And and then it got down to me and one of my um, one of my girlfriends, my last girlfriend, and I tried to carry on the group. And again, it didn't really pan out to anything. It eventually faded away and, um, you know, we moved on to other things. Even though this was very difficult to see happen to another group that I was trying to get started, I guess this was kind of indicative to most groups, for most groups to, you know, have every good intentions to want to start out and try to make something of themselves, but eventually, you know, fall by the wayside. You know, so many groups, you know, start out like this. But as I continue to seek out new bands and uh, check out other rehearsals of other groups around town, I realized that this seemed to be really common, you know, among guys. So I got really discouraged seeing how so many would fall by the wayside and rehearsals would just be, you know, not taken seriously. I remember one group that I really liked and I used to go, you know, uh, around them from time to time and check out their rehearsal. And I remember one time, so this particular group asked me to join them. And so I did. Once again, I had every intentions of just delivering my best, you know, self to them and my giving all of my energy into this group. But often I would go to rehearsal and these people are, you know, killing precious time, loafing around, BSing and, you know, just shooting the breeze, doing everything, in other words, but rehearse. Right. And uh, most times they would come to rehearsal late or just simply don't show up, you know. Um, And other times they're getting high and drinking and or we would, you know, rehearse for 15, 20 minutes and then we'll break for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, rehearse another 30 minutes and break for another 15 or 20 minutes, rehearse another 15 minutes and then you got another break for now. It was crazy. 
But then I thought, you know, Sharon, this is what they do. This is what they do. You know, in any event, I wasn't, I wasn't down with it. And um, it just really discouraged me, to say the least. At this point, I would just like to switch gears and release some of my frustration here by sharing a couple of my original songs with you. Of course, these songs came to me much later down the road, well into my comfort zone of writing when I started to really write songs. But if I could have told this, these groups what I felt at the time, I would have, it would have sounded something like this which is this next song, A Win-Win Scenario. You don't have to play my game. I don't have to play your game. But if we let this game remain neither one of us will win I just want you to love me I just want you to love me. I just want you to love me. And I hope that you do To gain, you have to give. To achieve, you have to believe. To control, you have to let go. To give. A win-win scenario I'm gonna tell God about you For the love that you've shown When you took me in your home And you made me feel completely so very comfortable. I'm gonna tell God about you. How your commitment to faith has moved me in a way. In an instant, it made a difference on how your love has made my day. I'm gonna tell God about you.
Well, I hope you liked my songs. It was really a cathartic release for me. I kind of needed that at that moment. Anyhow, you stay with us. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back on the other side. When I sing, I have to say that it really releases stress and anxiety that I may be holding at that time. It gives me comfort and it settles my whole spirit down. And I just enjoy it. And I truly hope that I can bring that same kind of comfort and de-stress to someone else when they hear my music, perhaps. You know, it's a wonder I don't do it more often, right? You know, sometimes when you're so stressed out and you can't think straight, I guess that's one of the cases that I probably forget to even go there because I'm too stressed out. And sometimes I just want to just lay down. But in any event, um, it really do bring comfort to me. When I turned 21, I was in my own place and um, still pursuing my music. And I came across an article in a Billboard magazine. And in that article, it said that Motown executives were looking for female artists, you know, to audition. So anyone who were interested in auditioning for Motown to, you know, come out for this audition, right? And at this time, they had moved from Detroit to Los Angeles. I thought, what? Is this really true? Here in Cali, as in Los Angeles, California, this like in my backyard, right? I couldn't believe what I had read, but I immediately started to make plans to go down there from Sacramento, which I thought was a hop, skip, and a jump, right? And, uh, you know, just try my luck. I didn't know what to expect. I just wanted to at least try out for an audition. So I started to to plan for my trip, and once I finally uh, got that together and I went down there, I could remember it so well as if it happened yesterday. Yeah, I drove down with a friend, and when I went to the actual building and went inside of Motown, of course now, I'm as nervous as hell, right? I'm 21 years old, and... All of this is so new to me. And I thought, wow, Sharon, you really stepping out here, you know. And uh, my friend left and did something else. I don't know. Yeah, so when I walked into the building, I ran into this new group that was up and coming called High Energy. It was three young ladies. And actually, they were coming out when I was going in. And uh, we spoke, and they just said, you here for the audition? And, you know, of course, they encouraged me and and gave me the the um, the pep talks. Oh, you'll be all right. You'll be fine. You'll do fine. You know, of course, not knowing me from Adam, right? <laughs> but I thought that was so sweet. And so anyhow, I went in to this room. They called me in for this audition, right? And it was three people sitting behind a desk. And one of these people was Gwen Gordy, Barry Gordy's sister. And she had two other producers there in the room with her. And this 
room looks just like a typical office, you know, a business office, nothing special about it. You know, it wasn't any kind of microphones around or any other, you know, A&R people. It was just these three people. And so after I introduced myself, as a matter of fact, I told them that that was my birthday. I came down there on my birthday. And of course, they said, happy birthday to you. And uh, so they wanted to hear what I had to sing, right? And so I pulled out my cassette tape. And I started to sing once again. I'm basically ad-libbing to one of Chaka Khan's songs. And it was, you know, one of her popular tunes at that time. And this was a tape that was really kind of poorly recorded, but it was all I had. So I started to sing her song over her. And of course, afterwards, <laughs> oh boy, needless to say, you know, they weren't that impressed. Hell, as a matter of fact, now that I look back on it, I wasn't impressed. But in any event, you know, they left me with the attitude of, you know, don't call us, we'll call you type thing. Oh, Lord, my heart was broken, of course. And that was a really tough lesson for me. Um, and I tell anybody out there who ever is listening to this, if you sing, don't ever do an audition in this fashion singing over a soundtrack it just won't go over and it surely didn't go over in no way shape form or fashion <laughs> like like my performance did at the high school when I was you know four or five years younger um, now mind you at this time I wasn't writing songs so I couldn't sing any of my original stuff and uh, talk about inexperienced and still wet behind the ears, I really went in there cold and really unprepared. And it was nobody's fault but my own. Um, but it, that was the outcome. Of course, after I left there um, and I caught up with my friend, I just said, come on, let's go home. And I knew I wouldn't hear from him, and I didn't. So, But that was a really tough life, um, life lesson for me. And one I'll never forget. And again, don't recommend nobody to follow that path. Okay? Yeah, that was a hard lesson to learn, I must say. But by and large, I have no regrets. Because I believe all things are relative to God's law and order. And of course, His will. Because if it was His will then it would have been a whole different outcome than what it was. And I'm okay with that, you know, because apparently it just wasn't meant for me. In spite of the fact of me, you know, my nerves and getting choked up, I can come up with 101 different excuses. But I can say that that experience really enlightened me and... um empowered me to be able to do better the next time around, right? And um, really, in other words, just have my shit together, you know, because nobody wants to be put in a position 
where you have to prove yourself to someone and then you just bomb. It doesn't matter if you're going on a nine to five job or if you're going on a, you know, a date, a blind date or whatever, or you're going on an audition, whether it's singing, acting or whatever the case may be. No one wants to bomb. So that experience have now taught me and ever since then to this very day, do your homework, rehearse before you get on anybody's stage or sing and perform before anybody. Do your homework. It is critical. If you love what you do, I mean, and you want to impress anyone or just entertain them, you know, with some decency or just make sure that you you reach the goal that you want to reach when you step out there. Because an audience, man, I tell you, they some of them could be brutal, you know, and they don't care. But by and large, most audience want you to succeed. They really do. They're sitting there waiting for you to open your mouth and entertain them, right? And once you break that ice, they're going to embrace you. And that is a sweet spot right there. That's the beauty of it all. You know, when you know that you're being embraced and received well, man, you feel like the king or the queen on that stage. Trust me when I say this. (laughs) It is a powerful feeling. Because you know you have them in the palm of your hands right then and there. Unfortunately for me, during this experience, that was not the case. But like I said, you know, I was a child. I was very young then. And I learned so much more, you know, over time and over, you know, through the years. And so I'm just passing this wisdom on to you. Next time you go out there and audition for anyone. Make sure you're prepared. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for us this week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I had fun. I really did. And I'm already looking forward to next week's episode. When When I'll share with you The day that I met the king of pop. That's right, Michael Jackson himself. Yes, definitely. Now that's a story you don't want to miss. So please stay tuned to next week's episode. All right, so I'll see you then. And in the meantime, you guys have a great week. And we'll see you then. Now I'd like to leave with you our uh, disclaimer that all material and content shared on this episode is copywritten and trademarked 2021. All rights reserved. Now, before we go, one last thing I have to leave with you. You tell all those naysayers out there our hashtag. Don't hate me because I'm talented. Celebrate me because I am. You have a good week.